welcome back to our podcast after all the, you know, times that we have and haven't been here. The news is that Emily is not on this podcast, but we have the next closest thing, which is her brother, Clancy. Yes, so, sir. Clancy, thank you for joining me with this podcast and making it happen this week. Um, Thanks for what having me. I'm so stoked. Yeah, what are you here. the most... What are you the most like wary of with like joining a podcast? Um, for one thing, I don't fully endorse this podcast by any stretch of imagination. <laughs> for another thing, I don't listen to podcasts unless I'm about to die from sleeping in the car. <laughs> and that's valid points because I also don't listen to podcasts at all. Yeah, so like I think I've listened to one of these podcasts maybe, and it was I okay. Mean, one is enough. We'll take what we can get. And and I apologize for not listening to more, but I just only have so much time to fill my brain with random stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, we had a few things kind of like on the plate that we were thinking of kind of yeah. going over. And it. one of them is this whole aspect of fitness because mm-hmm. Clancy went through an, like an academy. What was that academy? Oh, the Alert International Academy down in Texas. Yeah, like what what all did that entail with like the yeah, – so It's a really cool Christian guy's place where <laughs> you can go to get training and you can get your EMT there. You can get your pilot's license. You can do missions. You can get all your dive certs. You can actually become a diving instructor if you want to do that as a <laughs> career. It's pretty cool. And um, you can – they have really good comprehensive leadership classes and communication classes. And, and it was um, pretty physically brutal, wasn't it? Yeah, so it starts out with a basic training that is very similar to the, I'd say the Marines basic training or boot camp. Um, only knowing people that have gone through Marines or the military, it's a little bit harder because they add a spiritual aspect into it. Um, so it's very oh, physical. Yeah. But not not nothing that you can't do, honestly. Like I was not that night at it. I mean, yeah, it like says a, you, but like we we had a two hundred and fifty <laughs> pound dude like waddle his way through. I mean, it was it beat oh. him up. He barely made it, but I mean, he made it through. You know, so, <laughs> he's like say, anyone can do it. However, resilient. As long as you have the mental resilience, it's it's literally all a mental game. Like they say, eighty percent mental, twenty percent physical. That's yeah, true it, because, like, even with just learning to, like, go to the gym or just working out in general, because, like, I'm a yeah. fairly sedentary person. I have an office shop. But it's a mind thing. Like, when your mind finally changes and you're like, this is something I commit to do because I want to be healthy or or whatever your people's reasons are for doing it, which for me it's health because I don't – you know, I'm not an obsessive – going to obsess over some stupid thing that people are into. But it's a mindset because your your body, when it thinks it's about to give up, is when it's maybe, like – 40% given up like you you actually aren't even like remotely yeah, there yet it's probably like depending on how trained you are you probably want to give up at about 10 uh 10 to 20% is where you want to give up when you have 10 to 20% left you're given 10 to 20% wait what are you saying so like when you when you have 10 to 10 to 20% left to give like where yep. you've gone like given 70 to 80% depending on where you're at mentally. But it, yeah. it always amazes me. Like, I've never been able to push my body lately to the max. 
and the main oh. exercise or physical stuff I've been doing is running and I still haven't like pushed myself to where I feel like I'm going to die. So that's really interesting because I'm currently like have some of the worst back pain of my entire life because I went to the gym two days ago and worked out like lower back yes. and my back Did you do that? <laughs> Did you do so that I, I, I'm definitely still in that phase of where I'm not like Clancy yeah. who is so advanced, you know, that he rarely mm. had that feeling that he's pushed himself mm. too far. But like, I definitely yeah. feel like I no. often push myself too far and then you're like half dead. Well, with weightlifting, but, it's really easy to do that. Like you don't feel it. Like you don't feel what you're doing. You're like, oh, I'm yeah. great. I feel fine. And then you're like two days later and you're like, oh, I literally like my body is broken. Yeah. Well, and that's where if you do the wrong form and stuff. It will screw you over pretty bad. Yeah, you need to be careful. The thing is, yeah, with working out or especially if you're new to it, because like I'm semi-new, but I've, you know, watched people work out for years and all of that stuff just because I have so many older siblings. But it is good to be careful, but it's also good to know your know your own mindset and where you're at because like if you're in a terrible headspace, you might just need a break. You know what I mean? Like it's it can't become a religious thing where you're like, I'm obsessed with being fit and healthy, so I can never take a break. Because that's just annoying and nobody, you know, that's not what the whole point of living is. No. The point of working out isn't to, well, it should never become like your ultimate thing. Yeah. With that alert training, back to that, did, is that how you got like your kind of your foot in the door with like the pilot's license and everything too? No, I did that before I went to the academy and actually that's why I quit. Really? To save money for that. Yeah. Yeah. Where are before. you at with that whole pilot thing right now? Um, I'm about in the middle of my training. I dropped it about a year and a half ago. So I'm sure I forgot and went back somewhat. But yeah, I'm about a, maybe a little over halfway through my training. Are you think you're, so, are you still planning on like finishing it at some point? Uh, maybe. We'll see what the Lord says about that. <laughs> yeah, um, I relate <laughs> with that so much. Um, Every time. It's <laughs> yeah, what? Every time people try to ask me like set in stone questions like that, like where something's like a year or two in advance, they're like, oh, what's, what do you think about this? I'm always like, well, um, there's always like the factor of like me not knowing my future and, the, and God's going to have to tell me. But like, nice. Thank you for asking. Like, I just don't have an answer. Yeah, And that's where God wants us to be. Like, we want to be willing to change and grow when he has us to. So as far as the whole flying thing goes, it's a very expensive hobby. And yeah. unless you have a good purpose for it, it's really not smart, especially as a yeah. young guy. I would definitely love to have a friend who's a pilot, though. I mean, like, that would just be, make yeah. me look good. No, and, like, I would, people that like, it just, it just seems nice for the rest of us, but I totally get it for yeah, you. Actually, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a big reason to do it, actually, but that's really not a godly reason to do it. Yeah, God you know, would like, have to tell you for sure, yeah. you know, well, really doing anything – we like to act like there's a lot of things we can do that are like just good Christian things to do. But if they're not something God's telling us to do, it's really actually not a good Christian thing to do. And that yes. was a hard blow for me when I was like teenage, like the last two and a half years, realizing that good things aren't necessarily always God things. Yes. So it's fun process to learn that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can go like on a missions trip and totally be in the wrong spot. Oh, mission trips. Emily and I did have a previous podcast about mission trips. But if you go on a mission trip with the wrong mindset, like if God didn't tell you to go, especially if it's like a legitimate mission trips where it's like not fun. You know, I'm not talking about going to Hawaii and calling that a mission trip. That's ridiculous. Um, but like on a legitimate mission trips and if it's not, 
Yeah, like if you're going into the Amazon jungle and God is telling you to be there, you're going to have a nightmare of an experience. Like it's not going to be fun. So yeah, exactly. um, I don't really recommend mission trips unless God's telling you to go on the mission trip. Yeah. And um, definitely like, yeah, I completely agree with that. How's that been for you being down in Ecuador a little bit again recently? Oh, it was great time. Yeah. Um, was it was it stretching at all, or like, what do you feel like was the main stretching? That was the thing that I didn't like about it the most is that it wasn't stretching enough for where I was at. Driven much? Driven? <laughs> yeah, you and I feel like you're like definitely a more driven person. Like you would need, you know, yeah. there's a you you have plenty of energy. Like when you turn twenty yeah. today, by the way, podcast people, Clancy's birthday. Make sure to wish him happy birthday. Um, oh, yes. No. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not to... a teen anymore, so now I can talk. Now you're like, so, you know, have all what? the wisdom that the rest of us don't have. Exactly, yes. Do you feel like your brain is like another level to being developed? Because they say not until 25, but like, do you feel like you're like almost there now? No, I just feel like I'm not a teenager anymore and I can move on in life. <laughs> feeling. And it's a good feeling. That's like straight, you just like straight up bashed me because I'm still sadly 19, <laughs> but hey, I'll take it. Okay, you'll survive. So Clancy, what are your, wait, what about 19? Oh, it's just a year that, that went by. Thankfully. Was it a bad year? Was 19 not one of your best years? Oh, God taught me probably the most I ever learned in my life, but God taught me a bunch of hard stuff. <laughs> Relatable. And so, yeah. That is one of the most relatable things anyone has said to me in a while. (laughs) It's like people are always like, what's God teaching you? I'm like, he's teaching me. It just ain't fun. (laughs) It's not really a particularly good time right now, but like he's teaching me and that's, I'm happy about that. It's just. (laughs) Well, the the stupider you are, the harder it's going to be. Yeah, very true, which is, it sounds like a hard message to give to people when, you know, they feel like they're in a really hard place and you're just like, well, the reason you're in that really hard place is actually so simple. You know, it's yeah. like, if you wouldn't yeah. be so stupid, um, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but like, if you I'm really not- understand how small all of your issues are in comparison to how to who God is, they really are minor. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but they seem but, big in the moment. Yeah, we it feel you feel like your problems are like the only problems in the entire world when you're the one going through them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're yeah. selfish, anyways, which I tend to be selfish here and then. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hey, hey! I don't, I don't <laughs> like how you agreed with me. You were supposed to be like, you're not selfish. You were just like, yeah. Straight out roasting you. Straight out roasting me. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The difference between talking to you and Emily isn't that different. I'm realizing like the roasts are starting to happen. You're starting to say things that I'm just like, I can't edit the podcast. That's what Emily does. And I know she's not going to edit you roasting me out of the podcast. So we're just here with Clancy saying all of my flaws or agreeing with me when I admit my flaws. Not so great, man. <laughs> hey, it's okay. That's true, it's actually. Not, it's just 
burying them under the rug, even though sometimes we need to be tactful about things. (laughs) Do we now? Exactly. Yes. How does that, how does that tactful thing usually go for you being an extrovert? Um, that's something that, uh, I could grow up a lot, honestly. (laughs) But thankfully I have learned to, I think, I don't know. I'm the wrong, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. You probably need to ask someone who like, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty tactful like in public and stuff because I've learned the hard way, you know, just yeah. Be nice. Don't say don't ask rude questions. Don't be a jerk. What are yeah. weird questions like in your teenage years you found yourself asking people you wish you hadn't asked? Um I don't know. I've always been pretty good about that. Like maybe just a couple things, but like I'd say from the top of my head, I haven't ever had a ton of like that. I've asked people some really weird questions. I'm not going to lie, just because I have a, like a way of trying to get to know people. And so uh-huh. I'll just be like, when was the last time you cried? And they'll just look at me oh, like oh, I'm that's... insane. And I'm just like, so I don't know. Deep, I want... yeah. Way more light and fluffy on that outside. Because <laughs> I, I don't like going super deep really fast. See, I'm the opposite. Like, I hate small talk so much. I struggle with it like crazy. I'm like, I, if I ask you how you're doing and you don't tell me that it's either the worst or best day of your life and why, like, what is the point of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess sometimes I'll be like, honestly, how are you doing? Like, hey, mm-hmm. how's it going? And then, like, I'll be like, no, but honestly, how are you doing? Okay, That's a good so, way like, to- so when you're yeah. asking people how are you doing and if you don't say the honestly part, we'll know that you're just, like, say good. <laughs> Yeah, just in the breeze. Well, that's how it works. It's sadly true. Like when people ask you how you're doing, if you just start saying I'm doing horrible or like whatever's actually going on, like what are they like they're literally gonna just freak out. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, for the other day, dude, it was this was this is funny. I stupidly got a ticket for the wrong day, like four days <laughs> earlier than I should fly out to Oregon. And I was in Wyoming and I did a whole bunch of stuff and then I had to leave at like my house at 4.30 in the morning on Sunday. <laughs> and I had I had to pull an in, my truck engine out and I got to my truck engine at 9.30 at night and I had to get it out before I left because I have a mechanic who's gonna be working on it while I'm gone. And so I go up, go pull the engine, finally I'm done, leave the shop, get to bed at like three probably get like one hour of sleep and then i show up at the airport just in time and i'm like in a huge hurry because i got there like 45 minutes before my flight was gonna leave oh my goodness like stressed out rush (laughs) and sometimes i don't do the best under stress Uh (laughs) so i show up to the tsa and i must have just looked horrible because i also drank like (laughs) way too much coffee and just it was not good I must have looked like I was on something or something. But a lady, I've never had this happen to me. She's like, man, are you okay? You look really bad. Oh, my gosh. When someone at an airport says that, that's the worst thing you can ever hear. Don't put me in jail or something or, like, question me if I'm on drugs. I don't know. I'm just exhausted, okay? You're like, ma'am, isn't this what you are supposed to be used to seeing in airports? Like, notice, though, you know, like. 
are you okay? You look really bad. <laughs> Did she say it like that too? Like you just look exactly terrible. Like you look bad. <laughs> nice i like it what did like you that. tell her you were just like um was pulling like an engine out of my i stayed up all night and then got here late basically so yeah. what did how oh, okay so you left like wyoming extra early and got to oregon before you were planning on being there yeah well i kind of got fed up with wyoming so i was like i'm, just, I'm gonna go out to oregon and do stuff there yeah life. you need to stretch your legs and spread your wings a little bit once in a while man exactly Yes, totally agreed. <laughs> Says me who moved from Montana to California. I can't say I would recommend that. Like it's where it's where God has me, so it's fine. Yeah. But like coming from a place state like Montana to California, California is great and has its good things, right? Like uh-huh. beauty, beauty wise. But like they're not even <laughs> comparison to me. Like in my head, like when I think about like if I was going to pick a state now, or like I always thought I was a city person until I moved here, and then I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, California. I would love to just see like the country, like anything that's just not a city. So that's kind of funny too, just realizing also the cities, big cities, man, are just, are not really the way to go. The older I get, the more I'm like, I'd take like a little hut in like a mountain. (laughs) Especially California cities. Are we going to do like a quick California event? Because California cities are. Horrible. I will say on the behalf of California that California is gorgeous. It is so pretty. You're right. Sacramento is ugly, dude. Sacramento is hideous. Okay, yeah. Oh, have to say this. When I moved to California, right, there's all these stereotypes like, oh, my goodness, you're basically Mm -hmm. living in a vacation state. Everybody just assumes you're having this party life. Have they ever been to Sacramento? It is the ugliest place ever. You basically just moved to Mexico. (laughs) And nobody's – it's like, get me out of this place. I want to like – See white people again. Oh my gosh, Clancy, I'm so freaking racist. I love that. Well, I have just, to edit that out. No, you can't edit that out. There's just so many beautiful chocolate people. I, I, love, I love brown people, but I love brown people when they live in where brown people are supposed oh, to live. You just made that even worse. You can't do that. <laughs> I know what it's like to live in another country. I know what they're going through. Like, no joke. Yeah, you. you I know right. that, but like, figure out how to make good money in your own country. <laughs> I cannot. And figure out how to make your own country better. That's my uh, big daughter right go, now. Your Clancy just sees someone that's like darker skin than him. He's like, go back to where you came from, and then he just realizes they're more tan. <laughs> oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm so white that it, Clancy, too tan. I am so white that I can say that. <laughs> Yeah, that's I'm like, hilarious. I like I see people like that are straight, I'm like super American, like they're just straight up white. And I, to me, they yeah. almost look native because I'm so white that I'll be like that tan really making you look. Um, I almost made a really racist joke, um, <laughs> making you look really dark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we better this topic. Anyway, long and short of the story is. Clancy and I clearly haven't yeah. thought Sacramento is like the most amazing place. It's rain. Like, no. would you know that in like, last? There, so, bro, did you know that so, in the last week we had out here, like where I live, we had winds the size of a small hurricane, seventy-two mile per hour winds, and it was pouring rain. No like way. half of California is flooded right now. Like right down the road from oh, us, wow. a neighbor's house is literally like almost underwater. Like it's bizarre. It looks like World War Three. 
Wow, that's insane. Yeah, it's got yeah, to it's- the point where it just got funny. Like, I'd just look out and be like, oh, electricity's out for this week. Hee <laughs> hee. I just didn't care. <laughs> as long as no electricity to do a podcast, we're good. Yeah, as long as this podcast is airing, bam. Anyway. Exactly. We have hit our 20-minute mark, Clancy. Did you did you yeah. know we were that close? No, I didn't, but... Which means it's a successful podcast. Yay. So, thank you to all of you people who listen to us ramble without much of a train of thought, just whatever came to our minds. Um, as usual, yeah. we will... Great to have you on the show, myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, the arrogance is not just me and Emily. It's just it's just the, both of our families, man. Just so humble. We're all so humble. So humbled to be here with you guys. No, anyway. no. It was an honor, and I'm super glad that I got to be on the number one show that I might endorse. <laughs> Maybe someday. Well, it's good to know yeah, that I mean, we're, we're on the top of that list. When you guys are married and you have like nine kids each. Oh, my goodness. Your husbands are both making like six-figure incomes, <laughs> and you still love Lord. <laughs> they don't listen to like that. You are insane, bro. Oh my goodness. Well, um, on that note of that great advice from Clancy, <laughs> we are going to end this podcast. Um, so thank you guys for being here, and we will see you again next time. Now Emily needs to come end it.